When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 3 Podcast. This might be college football. And we are back. It's been a busy afternoon. A number of guests have uh, dropped by here, and uh, we'll continue uh, to uh, take more of your phone calls. Let's talk to Mike next in Georgia. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Good afternoon. Mike. Mike did not answer the call. How about Mary up next? Uh, Hello, Mary. Hey, Paul. How you doing? We are doing great. Thank you. Good. I just want to talk to you about Alabama. I know that we've had a lot of changes, and I guess I just want to know your perspective. What do you think? Well, I think think it's uh, it's like, trying to evaluate something in in progress and you can react in the moment and say number of great players have left uh on top of that you've had two critical coaches depart uh you know within a month uh, the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach you can't find any more important coaches than that you can say okay without that happened uh, the portal will open again in two months and some players will come in and, and no matter what you say and no matter how you say it, Alabama is still one of the six or seven best programs in the country. But I think we're so used to Alabama being the best or one or two that it is an adjustment. It's sad for us. I, I guess I just didn't expect it. And I think a lot of us have felt, I, I don't know, just um, we wonder what what really happened? Why, why did Coach Shapin leave? I know his age and all of that, but I just we were. Well, Mary, just I, I think I th- I can't speak for him, um, and he's been pretty quiet. But we'll hear a lot from him in the future. But I think more than anything, uh, he had accomplished pretty much everything uh, that any anybody could possibly do. Uh, I think he looked at his age. Uh, he looked at his health. He looked at how much money uh, that somebody who makes $12 million a year uh, from one job and how, 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 who knows how, many, how much more from others uh, accumulates. And he said, you know what, I'd like to do some other things. He's still, he's still going to make a lot of money from ESPN. He's still going to make a lot of money doing things that, that all uh, famous people do from, a, from commercials to whatever. And he said, why, why do I want to have to sit around uh, and beg players who I've already committed to remain on, on, on staff and have to deal with players who have their hands out, who parents have their hands out, who agents have their hands out when I can enjoy my life. It's the same thing that, I, I mean, most of us don't have that opportunity. Most of us are either let go, laid off, uh, work because we have to, uh, because we, we we don't make that kind of money. So I think he's, it's impossible for anybody, I think, uh, that I know or you know, maybe, maybe you know some other people, but I can't relate to 
having the kind of slate that he has, uh, but based on what I understand, he just decided I'm going to walk away and enjoy my life. Hmm. Well, thank you. I, thank you. I guess I just appreciate your input. Thank you very much. Uh, listen, I don't think there's an easy answer. Um, do I think he misses coaching? No, not, not today. I think he is doing things that he hasn't had the opportunity to do in a long time. Do I miss talking to Larry from Shelby? I don't know, because he apparently is unhappy with the way we treated him earlier. How the hell no, that ain't what you treated him, what you hung up on my Larry, you were not, you you were not making any sense, okay? You got on leash. I'm talking. Okay. You keep them puppy dogs on the leash, you got uh, talking crazy stuff I ever heard. And you can at least have a respectful buy. Hell, that wasn't even half respectful. Larry, Larry, I was you trying to help you out. You Larry. If you don't want me to call, you say so. I don't, I don't need your show, man. I love calling it because of people. Larry, Larry, do you have any idea how much we value you as a caller? I wish you'd show it. Do you have any idea how many people called when you were in the hospital? Hell yeah, I've I've stuck with you all the time, man. I've I've stuck up for you, too. And I'll tell you something. All I ask is a little more respect on your goodbye. Hold hold on. Larry, Larry, don't go anywhere. I'm going to go. No, no, Larry, I I want you to apologize. Hold on, Larry. Give me, on behalf of Randy, were you laughing at Larry earlier? No. You were not? No. I wasn't. So who was? Larry, we owe you an apology. We treated you like just a normal caller as opposed to the king of Siam. I I hate that. You make me rude to me. Damn. Come on, man. Larry, what can I do to make yeah, it up? Is there, is there anything I, I can do? I mean, a freaking funeral home. Would you, uh, oh, damn. Larry, I've already offered to give you a eulogy <laughs> for free. Yeah. <laughs> well, just a little more respect. I'll Larry, Larry. Talk to Randy next time. Randy, wow. hold on. Hold yeah, on. Randy, yeah. what, Randy, what do you, what do you want to say? I'll be Randy has volunteered well, I, to be your pallbearer. Uh, that's good, Randy. I appreciate that, man. I'm here, here are the pallbearers right now for your uh, funeral. What are you going to do about I've got, uh, I've got you. Uh, I've got uh, Jim from Tuscaloosa. He ain't going to do it. I'm in. I wish he would. I'm in. I don't know if he would. Legend. Uh, I'll let Legend. He's class. Yeah, I hate to say it, but he is. Who, who else you want? I want that woman that was uh, talking to you, that blonde. Adrian. What's her name? Uh, you want a Dina? Yeah, she looks good, man. Oh, Larry, I could hook you up. There <laughs> you go, boy. That's hey, I need something for Larry, you. Larry, uh, would, would hooking you up with a Dina make up for me being rude a minute ago? Woo! Hell yeah, baby. Okay, we, it's we a done deal. <laughs> It's a done deal. We got you. We got ourselves the first hookup post Valentine's Day. Cha ching. <laughs> Larry, I know it. They talk about on the Fox News that uh, uh, that damn uh, what is them pills we was talking about? Viagra. They keep uh, you from uh, having Viagra. Viagra. Alzheimer's. They keep you from having Alzheimer's. Oh really? Give me that? some. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's real. So you go take you some. Hey, Larry, Larry, one more thing. Is there anything, uh, I mean, I feel like we need to make this up to you, okay? 
Yeah, buy me. Yeah, buy me. Is there anything you need? Yeah. Anything you want other than a Dina? Beer, beer and a woman. Beer and a woman. I can ha- I can handle a Viagra easily. I got you got a prescription for it. We'll just fake it. Hell yeah. We'll uh, we'll get you the Viagra. So I'm sure there's a drug rep driving home right now that will forward. Yeah, now we talking. Now we now we talking. Okay, we got we got you we got your vial of Viagra. We got yeah. you Adina. What kind of beer are you drinking these days? Yeah, I'm I'm back to Bud Light. Okay, Bud Light's go. okay now that Peyton Manning endorsed it. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I don't like him. You don't like I don't him? I don't like him, but he, it's all right, man. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But at least the, the Viagra, I won't get Alzheimer's. What it means is you won't. Now, Larry, get you know the problem if you take too many Viagra. I could never take too many. You could end up in the emergency room, and they're going to say, we got a problem here, buddy. That's one thing I'm a professional at, loving. Okay. Woo! The lever, undercover brother. (laughs) Hey, Larry, thank you. Can I hang up on you or not? I want you to hang up first. I don't want to have a pat situation. Remember? Okay. Roll Tide. Let's go to... uh, Randy is a uh, young guy compared to our next caller. Larry was a young guy. Eddie is is up next. Hey, Paul. Always a pleasure to talk to you, buddy. Are you you 95 or 96, Eddie? Be 96 in April, Paul. You don't look a day over 95. (laughs) I guarantee you. I'm starting to feel it though. I hey, saw. I saw. Right. I was with Eddie in December, and we had, we had to get up on this stage because they were giving Eddie an award. Eddie Eddie got up there faster than I did. Well, I, uh, you're the only guy I've ever seen they booed too, right? <laughs> That's embarrassing. Hey Eddie, I got. I, 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 I tell you this: that, uh, we were the, the SEC Nation crew was on the float at the Tournament of Roses parade. Yeah, and, and when it was over, a guy told me all these Michigan fans were there. They were spitting on me and throwing things. I'm the only person that's ever been booed in the in the hundred year history of the Tournament of Roses parade. <laughs> well, that's a real honor, Paul. Oh, I'm I'm happy with it. <laughs> hey, listen. The reason I really called uh, some guy called earlier from Mobile wanted to know some uh, things about people in Mobile. You got talking about Kenny Stabler. Oh yeah. And uh, I, I was speaking at a Red Elephant Club, and uh, after about 10 minutes for the applause to die down when I got through, <laughs> some, some guy asked me, he said, uh, who would you love to have if it's fourth and three and you got to have it? What quarterback would you have? And honestly, Paul, without thinking, I just said Kenny Stabler. And I, well, I, I said without thinking, I really meant it. Uh, Kenny may may run the wrong play and run the wrong play, but he's going to get that fourth and three. But Kenny was, as you know, quite a character. But a lot of people that don't really realize about Kenny, he was a hell of a baseball player. Oh yeah, I, 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 I vaguely rem- I mean, I don't remember that, but I heard I've heard that. Yeah, he he could. Uh, he was a pitcher and he could roll one off the table. He was a great baseball player. But anyway, Paul, always a pleasure to talk to you, buddy, and I appreciate your time. Eddie, 
Let's keep doing this. We've had quite a we've got we've had quite a vaudeville act. Let's keep it going. It's too good to turn too too right. good to end now. <laughs> okay, buddy. Eddie hey, Conyers, the one and only. Uh, it was a thrill seeing Eddie in December. Uh, he was honored uh, at this event that I was hosting, and just an inspiration. Funny guy. Ninety-five. Don't don't think age is a factor. He he's no different. He's no more. He's no funnier at ninety-five than he was at seventy-five. We'll take a short break, and we're coming right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. And welcome back on what an afternoon this has been. It's been chaotic at times, but we are going to try to keep the faith. Yankee Rick in Albany, New York. Hello, Yankee. Hello, Paul. How you doing? We are doing great. Well, I appreciate your uh, taking my call today. Watch your show for years. Love everything that goes on. It's been a little while since Nick Saban left Alabama. Uh, my daughter is a graduate graduate from 2019, and I'm a Roll Tide fan. And I've just been listening to everybody going crazy about changes being made, new coaches coming in, and everybody freaking out that Alabama may not be as good as they always are. And I, I guess my opinion is pretty – pretty simple um without the proper horses the carriage isn't going anywhere and i guess my point is alabama has a plethora of fabulous fabulous football players and i guess my analogy to would be that if nick saban was coaching a mule and and i'll throw legend out there because he seems to yell the most and he was coaching secretariat who would you put your money on to win the race? Yeah, and I, I know who yeah. I put my money on. Exactly. Secretariat with with Legend at the at the helm. Um, so I just I'd like to I'd like to see the Alabama fans you know go back to being patient 
it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great uh, new era, and I think uh, the new head coach DeBoer, um, he certainly has a great resume. Um, he's been highly recruited, and I'm sure Nick Saban was very much behind his hiring. And I just like to I just like to say to all the Alabama fans out there that are getting frustrated, it's going to be okay. Hey, thanks for the call, but I totally disagree. Uh, first of all, I don't think Nick Saban was that involved in the in the in the search, but Alabama fans aren't normal fans. Uh, they, they don't compare themselves to other schools. They compare themselves to absolute perfection. Joe, good afternoon. Road to road, Paul Feinbaum. You know what? It's hard to compare yourself to something else when you're perfect. I mean, it's just. You know, sure, we ain't totally perfect, but, you know, we're 99.9% perfect, Paul. Right. And there's a couple of things I want to mention here, Paul. Eddie Conyers, man, I love every time you get him on he the is, phone. He is, I mean, he is incredible. He is. That's one of the highlights. I love any time you got him on because the stories he has, man, I'd love to just sit down and spend a whole afternoon with him. I mean, he just never met him, but, man, he, he just sounds good. I love it when you got him on the phone, Paul. I love it. And I want to say this, Paul, I went out to – Ended up going to Lash's restaurant last night. Oh, yeah. Tell us about tell us about Handsome Joe's Valentine's evening. Well, we got there, and I got the uh, pretty much a big platter. I mean, I had shrimp. I had crab, fish. You, you, know, got, you, got, the, you got the fried platter, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much everything. Yeah. And, I, uh, I figured you'd, you're you a platter man. Yeah, and she just, she just had one of the shrimp. So, I mean, that's pretty much all she wanted. She wanted, she wanted yeah, like, but. broiled snapper. At a, at a fried fish place. Yeah, but I'm going to say this. I'm, I run into, I, I lived in Florence. I mean, it's been probably 12 years since I lived in Florence. Yeah. And I lived up there for about 10 years. And But I run into a lady that I used to do air-conditioned work on. Right. You know, I'd go out to her house and actually install the whole system in her house. But her name's Miss Weathers. I, I don't really can't remember her first name, but she'd been divorced for 20 years. And she said she still dated some, but not nothing seriously. No, no, this wasn't your date. And, uh, you just ran into this woman, right? Yeah, yeah. She, her kids took her out for. So for Joe, you're day. you're at a restaurant on Valentine's night with a date, and you're hooking up with some other lady. No, not really, Paul. Get this now. She's okay. a little bit older than I am. She's she's about Larry's age. Oh. Hey, listen, but there's anyway, nothing wrong with a, a, a slightly older woman. But she actually watches the show. Oh, okay. And all of her kids watch it. And she said, I saw a picture, but I didn't know if that was you because you live in Florence. And it says from Red Bay. And I said, well, I'm actually from Red Bay. I live in Red Bay now. I just lived in Florence when they did air conditioning work on you. Right. I said, but if you're still single, I know a good man for you. I said, you know Larry? She said, yeah, but Larry from Shelby. I said, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You're trying to hook her up with Larry. What did she say? She said, hey, I, I like him. He's got a nice profile picture when, when he's up there. And I said, oh, hey, Larry's a good-looking guy. Profile picture. Yeah. I told her he drinks a little, you know, he's. he's Did she he think she could, uh, is she a Bama fan? Yes, yes. Well, she I mean, don't mind did... if he drinks a little bit. She don't well, yeah. mind that. She drinks He'd pass she out quicker. a little bit herself. <laughs> but this is the kicker, Paul. She don't live on the river, but she got a two-story mansion, and this woman is loaded to the gill. Hey, uh, Joe, Joe, hold on a second. Can I go, can we go off the air for a second here? Yeah. If she's, if she's loaded to the gill, you want her number, Randy? Randy needs her number. (laughs) Hey, forget Larry. 
I promise you, she'll get, she gets along with everybody. She's okay, well, nice well, I mean, she you, does she want to meet Larry? She said she wouldn't mind it. I okay, mean, honestly, so, so Joe, let's yeah. do this, because I, I, you heard Larry a minute ago. I mean, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. He sounded pretty lonely. He did. Well, I mean, I think Larry just, they just tried, tried them out every hey, week. You ever, heard that, you ever heard that song? I think it's John Party, uh, Last Night Lonely. Yeah, well, I don't think Larry's that lonely, Paul. I think he well, is. I think he is. He is uh, I, I want to. Uh, I want to hook. I want to hook them up. Let's. Let's. We'll cover it. I mean, we'll not cover it, but I mean, we'll. We'll do whatever we yeah, have well, to. They, do. Hey, they can marry and then adopt me. And I was going to be man. She got a heated pool out by. I mean, okay. it, you can swim out there in the wintertime. I mean, she's she's got it going on. I mean, it's well. I, I you she, heard she, me. She, uh, she, she, He's about 70 years old, so, you know. 70 would be, Larry's 74, I think. Right, right. So that's what I mean. She's close yeah. to Larry's age. So my girl, my, the Listen, girl I, I, do, I, I mean, I mean, the, I mean, I mean we're, she, we're going to be, this, this could be her last night lonely. It could be. Hey, she could have Larry cry like a baby. Now, 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 Joe, do you know Larry? You've met Larry, haven't you? Yeah, I have. I like Okay, Larry. do you know how to get a hold of Larry? I do, yep. Okay, well, I promise, Larry, and I want I want to I want you to help me here. You're you're I'm 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 leaning on you, so you you let Larry know what's going on. You hook them up, and we will cover the dinner, their first dinner together. I mean, you'll cover right. it, right, Randy? Hey, what's the Randy will hey, cover there's it. One, there's one other part. I hey, by the way, what, uh, if we send them just to this fish place, what, what what are we talking about for two people? Oh, Paul, I mean, it's pretty expensive. I can tell you that. But well, give, give, me a, give me a route. What, what's the fried fish platter cost? About 34. I paid for two meals, Paul, so I'm not sure what it was. I ended up costing me about 70 bucks. Well, what it cost me. So, can we find someplace cheaper? Captain D's, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Are you up for 70 bucks? You up for 70? No. Okay, here's what we'll do. We'll. Two. two Dinner for two. Randy, can you get the guys in the booth to chip in? Yeah. I'll throw in. I'll handle the tip. Maybe about, about what, on a $70 bill, $7? Yep, seven bucks. I was, going, I was going to tell you one more point about her, but then I remember. Hey, Larry, Larry will show. handle uh, the drinks. Oh. Danny will handle the dessert. I'll handle one entree. And I'll, I'll, film, I'll film it. I'll run the camera. <laughs> you run the camera. Joe, thanks for the call. We're up against a break. We'll handle it. Uh, more to come. We have a guest coming up here and more of your phone calls. Brendan Steenbergen will join us next. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. 
With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, welcome back. Ready to talk about a, a, far, gone, a far gone day when uh, some really interesting things happened at one of the SC, current SEC schools at the time they were not in. Uh, Brendan Steenbergen joins us. He uh, graduated of Mizzou, has spent a lot of time there working in various capacities, and he's written this book with a foreword by Gary Pinkle entitled Respectable Roughnecks. The true story of a forgotten champion. Brendan, thank you so much uh, for, for joining us. Uh, we're really looking forward to hearing about this. I know your, your affiliation with Mizzou may answer uh, part of this question, but when did you first become aware of this extraordinary story and, and what prompted you to dig deep and, and write this book? Well, you know, the, uh, when Missouri joined the SEC way back in 2012, uh, you know, there obviously there were a lot of folks that said this is there, Missouri doesn't really fit in this conference culturally and the history of the program doesn't match up with some of the teams that have been in there for for ages. And uh, Missouri, I knew as a as a Missouri graduate, as a, um, as a a staff member at the time that Missouri football had had its glory years. But I grew up in the 1980s when Missouri football was at its uh, nadir, I'd say. And so I didn't know a great deal about it. But there was always this lingering story you hear from old timers about this great season where Kansas cheated Missouri kind of out of a national championship. And I didn't really know what that was about. And so after doing a little bit of digging, you see that Missouri's got this 11-0 season in 1960 with an asterisk after the Kansas game, yet they weren't national champions even after an Orange Bowl victory over the number four team in the country who had the Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver on the team. And so after doing a little digging, you find out that it's not just a great story about a rivalry between Missouri and Kansas, but there's a bunch of great stories involved, including uh, racial tensions with the Missouri having the first ever African-American player on the team and dealing with all the consequences of being in the middle of the civil rights era and just a lot of personal stories and a lot of firsts for the program, including the first time Missouri was ever ranked number one in the country, uh, first Orange Bowl win, um, first consensus All-American, the list goes on and on for this 1960 team. And as I got going and reading and being more kind of engrossed in it and going down that wormhole, I uh, said, this would make a great story, make a great book. And there's probably a lot of folks like me who are just a little too young to remember those days, but are big Tigers fans who would like to hear about it. And Brendan, what's so interesting, um, and I didn't know, I mean, I'd heard anecdotal uh, conversations about the the Missouri-KU rivalry, but right as Missouri was coming into the SEC, uh, someone invited me to Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri, that is, and uh, to, to speak to uh, the uh, local Missouri Tiger uh, booster group. And, I mean, I, I mean the stuff I heard, uh, we, were, we had a little time to kill, and I, uh, I was, they were, they were going to show me uh, Arrowhead in the baseball park. And uh, at some point, I'm not sure the radio station I had to do my show from that day uh, may have been in Kansas, and, the, and, and my host like said, "I'm not going into Kansas." I mean, I, I did not. I mean, that that is uh, an. Un, I mean, I, not to you because you're a Missouri person, but that rivalry is pretty pretty intense. 
It is. I mean, it dates back to the Civil War, uh, and most people will tell you that. I mean, Missouri doesn't really look great on the uh, the way it stood as a slave state and Kansas as a free state, but there was a, a border skirmish that went on 10 years before the Civil War um, called Bleeding Kansas, and there's been animosity between the two states ever since. Norm Stewart, of course, the longtime basketball coach here at Missouri, famously said he wouldn't spend a nickel in Kansas when he went to Lawrence. He gassed up before he got across the state <laughs> so that they wouldn't have to buy gasoline in the state of Kansas. It's, it's been going on for a long time, and I think this 1960 season was probably the zenith of the hate between the two schools, although it did pipe up again in 2007 when uh, Missouri was a Again, number one in the country. Brenda, let me ask you about the, the player you mentioned uh, who broke the color barrier because we, we talked to so many uh, of these young people at the time, now obviously uh, in, their, in their 70s uh, who, or, or older, who, who went through that. Uh, Missouri was, uh, compared to all the SEC schools now, uh, was, was early. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, so Norris Stevenson is the name of Missouri's first black um, football player. He, um, he came in, actually was recruited under Frank Broyles, who spent one year as the head coach at Missouri. And then after he left to go to Arkansas, Dan Devine was his coach. You know, all these teams and all these programs have their own Jackie Robinson, and Norris Stevenson was that for Missouri. He was quickly followed by a guy named Mel West, who came a semester later. So the two of them served in this 1960 season as the only black players on Missouri's team. And, of course, he faced all the hardships you might imagine. You say Missouri was a little bit ahead of some of these SEC programs, but nationally they were not trailblazers when it came to race relations. And so Dan Devine came from Michigan. He'd coached out at uh, New Mexico, and he was comfortable with you know, having an integrated team and um, a lot changed, you know, starting with those late 50s, early 60s teams. And later on, I mean, people in the SEC country may be surprised that, you know, Missouri's kind of a strange place. They played Dixie uh, in the band and waved Confederate flags after every touchdown in that era. And the players like Norris Stevenson and Mel West obviously did not love it. And a few years later, that would change. But you know, Columbia, Missouri has been regarded, and or the area around this part of Missouri has been regarded as a little Dixie. And so there were certainly a lot of racial tensions that uh, Norris and Mel had to face, and um, and I think they handled it really gracefully and uh, really are uh, sort of heroes in this part of the world. So, Brendan, not to give away the whole book, but it's pretty obvious uh, what makes this such a, uh, an amazing story. So, so take us to uh, this still disputed game. It's not really being disputed. Missouri flat out uh, doesn't doesn't view it uh, anyway, but but a cheat, do they? <laughs> That's right. There was a player named Burt Cohn from the University of Kansas, and he'd come out of Texas, and he was with TCU, and was recruited illegally by a guy named Bud Adams, who I think fan sports historians and football fans will know, started the Houston Oilers program, started was co-founded the AFC with Lamar Hunt, and he was a Kansas graduate, and he did everything he could to bring players to the University of Kansas, and Kansas at that time had a reputation for bending the rules as much as they could get away with, and the NCAA at that time didn't have much of an enforcement arm, and not that they do today, but at that time it was it was bad too. I mean, it, it really there are a lot of parallels between today and, and at that time because there's, it's, it's as bad as it is now with the fights about the playoff and how many teams there should be and who should get in and who shouldn't, it was even crazier back then. And so anyway, Kansas recruited this guy, Burt Cohn. They knew it was he'd been recruited illegal, had, illegally halfway through the season. The NCAA took away any bowl possibilities from Kansas. They played him anyway, and so the conference then stripped him stripped the university of any win that he had played in, which included this uh, Missouri game, which sadly they beat the Tigers on the field, but uh, they, but it was taken away. So 
how, listen, I, 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 I used to live in Alabama and they, they've got a, a bushel of, uh, of national championships where I think won in the 40s, they came in third in the SEC, but they still claim it. So how does Missouri end up claiming this as a national championship? Yeah, and that's really the million dollar question and sort of the crux of this book. I mean, I think in 1965, actually you mentioned Alabama, they were named national champions and then lost the Orange Bowl. And so that was, or I guess that was a 64. And then in 65, right. they changed the rule that with the Associated Press that they would name their champion after the bowl season. And by 1968, that decision was made permanent. But in 1960, these teams, the national champion was decided before the bowl games. And with television coming on the scene, with the importance of the bowl games rising, a lot of these bowl games would have big implications on how these teams were viewed uh, from their, their season as a whole. Minnesota was named the 1960 national champion that year. They had the same record as Missouri before the forfeit was overturned and then lost the Rose Bowl to the University of Washington, who also claims 1960 as the national championship. Ole Miss claims it. They had a, a, a tie against LSU and then beat a weak Rice team in the Cotton Bowl. Missouri's claim, I think, really stems from the fact that they beat number four Navy and one of the best players in the country, a guy named Joe Bellino, who won the Heisman Trophy that year. They went on the next year in the second game of the 1961 season to beat the national champion Minnesota Golden Gophers as well. And their record is as flawless as anybody's that season. It's really, you know, this has happened a lot of times, but it was a round robin of, of people who could have claimed that that national championship, Iowa, Washington, Minnesota, Missouri, and Ole Miss all had a claim on it. There was a, there's a polling system, P-O-L-I-N-G, which was uh, the NCAA did have as a, a national champion selector, even though the AP was the one that most people viewed as who really was the national champion. But since the NCAA didn't name a national champion, these selector bodies did pick, and, and they picked Missouri. Um, there were others that picked Ole Miss. There were others that picked, uh, obviously, Minnesota, UPI, and AP. So, I mean, who are these championships for? You know, it was 60 years ago. If it's for Missouri fans, then Mizzou is the national champion. You know, they had a great season. And the, there was a governing body that said they won the national championship. So um, why not claim it? Like I said, we're all trying to be Alabama, right? We might as well be loosey-goosey like they are, huh? So, um, but no, I mean, I, I I fully believe Missouri was the best team in the country that year, and so I stand by it that they were the 1960 national champions. Brendan, at this point, no reason to change your mind. Uh, Alabama claims won as far back as uh, 73 when uh, they, they were undefeated. Uh, I think they were declared the UPI national champion, then lost to Notre Dame. Yeah. It was and legal. UPI didn't change the rules about naming their champion after the Bulls until 1974. Right. So. I'm with you. I, we will forever declare that as the Missouri. Th this show will recognize Missouri as a national champion that year. That's that's all I wanted. Brandon, thank you. Good luck with the book. Uh, it's a fantastic uh, a, uh, note from history. Uh, the name of the book, Respectable Roughnecks, Brendan Steenbergen, the forward by our friend Gary Pinkle. Take a short break. Back with much more right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. 
That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are back uh, as we work our way through this hour, and let's uh, check in with Billy in Mobile, Alabama. Hello, Billy. Paul, you are an intellectual a plethora of knowledge. <laughs> Thank you, you. You go through religion, you go through sports, and then you go through politics. It, it's it's absolutely incredible to listen to you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. All right. And so uh, one of the things uh, you, you flippantly talked about Captain D's, you know, as like one of those offset restaurants, you know, look, I took my wife there like three weeks ago and was setting up for Lent. And uh, it was $48 for just me and her to get the Captain D's. No special. kidding. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, so that, other than know, the expense, what was it good? Uh, delicious. Okay. Uh, look, they make it for you. Right. I haven't been in a long. I haven't been to a Captain D's lately, but I'm hungry. Have you been to one, Randy? Uh, come on, man. I mean, you know, you, you get two crabs. Uh, you get two filet uh, of fish, which is you know pollock, of course, and then you know like four or five shrimp. It is delicious. I'm okay. not going to deny it. No, listen. I, wait I, what, what is it, what is the go-to at uh, at Captain D's? It is the Captain D's special. And that's fried fried everything or broiled everything? <laughs> yes. I think I knew the answer to that, knowing that you're in Alabama. Yeah, of course. And and, and, and dude, look, it, uh, dude, they're all over the place. And, and with Larry, you know, I heard the whole conversation. And when I want to let you, everybody know, look. Larry's got a heart condition, everybody. Let's let's be clear. Yeah. You know, it, are you going to introduce him to somebody that, you know what I'm saying? Well, listen, I, I'm not trying to, to, to be ageism here, but uh, ageist, but, uh, you yeah, know, not that I'm young, but uh, I, I think Larry can handle a. What? 70 year old. What? Don't you? What? Well, well, can you? Well, look, I was told a long time ago. My father taught me a long time ago. Look, Bill. At about 45 to like 47, they either turn hot or cold. Okay. If they turn cold, you're fine. If they turn hot, get ready. Okay. Well, maybe uh, what, what, maybe you're right about that. Maybe uh, I mean uh, she, she would. I, I mean know. I don't. I agree with you. I don't think Larry sounds like a guy that you want to be racing up stadium steps with. <laughs> but I, I do think he's eminently <laughs> capable of stairs, of having a, a a seafood dinner with this. Apparently, very charming. Uh, what? What? Do you, what is that? Middle-aged, middle to yeah, upper-aged woman. Well played. Well played. That's well not, played. I, I don't. Yeah. I haven't kept this job for as long as I have by by offending seventy-year-old women. I mean, they're right at the at the <laughs> at the key, the cornerstone of our audience. I mean, I. It's more than I've that. got. Hey, listen, you know Taylor Swift's got an international, a European tour. I've got a. 
I've got a senior tour coming up this 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 fall uh, where I'm doing a lot of senior centers on well, on Wednesday night. She's got to hope she holds on to Kelsey as long as she does because you know we we all saw kind of what happened yesterday. Yeah, no, I, I mean I, I I don't know Taylor, uh, but if she called me from from uh, Austra- from Melbourne tonight, I would say break up break up over the phone before you come back. <laughs> You don't need this guy. This guy is running a little bit hot. Better way to die, right? I mean, you've dated. I mean, you've had some breakup songs that that I that I think are great songs, uh, but you don't need you don't need this guy to to bubble over. You're talking you, about you, right? No, I'm talking about Kelsey. I, I, I'm. Oh. <laughs> I mean this this guy. I mean, I, I this guy's a lunatic, don't you think? Well, well, you know, you know, you're playing tight end. Yeah. What else do you expect? You know, I mean, you're getting the heat every time you get that ball. You're right. You're right. You're not getting the the cool cucumber at quarterback. Uh, you're getting a guy who's who, who's in overdrive. Right. You're not getting the squishy center. No. You're getting the like absolutely crust on the end. And you know, and and hey, look, uh, I I see it going. I I heard it earlier. I, I see it going, you know, maybe another month or two, and then after that. Well, you know, well, well Billy, it ends when when he tours with her uh, in Europe, uh, and and and. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he, he, you can't try. You don't try. You don't try that in Paris. They show you to the sign. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.